0: You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded whores. Hey guys, welcome back to 50 Plus a Tip. I'm your host, Danica. And I'm Riley. And you guys may have noticed that our intro was a little different today. We decided to take out the term hoe and replace it with whore, and we had some reasoning behind that.
1: Oh, uh, then the talking stick goes to me. Uh, yeah, so it's come up a, a little bit through some interviews, especially with um, our interviewees of from America, that um, we sh- we shouldn't be using the word "hoe" as you know um, as a word to describe sex workers and stuff. And I think the reasoning behind that, from my understanding, and if you know a little bit more about this, uh, please write it and tell us, is that. Uh, the word ho was used specifically as a slur towards African American women, um, and it has a lot to do with the over uh, sexualization of them throughout history. And then from there, it was sort of reclaimed by uh, hip hop, and so and now that it, you know "whore" and ho and the word "slut" and sort of over uh, the sexualization of women is sort of being reclaimed in itself. Um, we Need to stop, uh, sort of appropriating that term. It's not really ours to use, considering it has a, a, a sort of racist history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that kind yeah? Of what that's you, kind of the yeah. general,
0: uh, general idea I got too. And it's interesting that the really the only guests that have really brought to us our attention is they're all from America. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something maybe that's coming more to the forefront in America, like American conversations. Um, American communities. But yeah, we definitely want to respect that because it's been brought to our attention. So I changed the intro to horror and I've been trying to go back and change some of the episode write-ups to horror. And we will now be having our catchphrase as have a wonderful week and happy
1: whoring, which honestly sounds even better. So we ain't mad. Yeah, I think it's just important to, um, you know, considering we do have this platform to speak on and we do have a lot of Um, American listeners and people who aren't American as well like if this term is is offensive to people or not ours to take then um, we definitely want to be respectful of that
0: yeah for sure and we're always trying to like learn and grow in that and if you guys do have any comments on it or knowledge behind it definitely write us in we'd love to learn more about it but yeah we just felt like that was the best decision for us to uh, yeah respect as many communities as possible definitely yeah in very fantastic news. We are past our 10,000 followers mark.
1: Yes, that's yeah. very exciting because I know that you block probably 50 either fake, uh, misogynistic, or terrible person profiles like a day, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I'd say between like 50
0: to hundred fifty or 50 a day. Yeah. Like I'm always blocking people because I wanted just genuine, authentic followers and maintaining it a safe space. So it definitely was a slower climb than if I had, you know, bot followers, like a lot of the people I see doing or have a lot of, like, fake troll followers or, like, fake accounts. Um, But, yeah, we're at 10,000 authentic, real followers, which is awesome. I was talking to my parents about it, and I was like, I'm at 10,000 followers. And they're like, we don't know what that means. I was like, it just – it's a good – it's a good thing. Just, like, be happy for me. And then uh, in the morning, my parents were like, are you still at 10,000? And I was like, Yeah. And they're like, um, my dad was like, well, what are you at now? He's like, I, he's like, I, he's like, I paid those people and they took my money. (laughs) <laughs> oh, your dad tried to imply that he, he, they were like he, he bought the followers, followers, <laughs> and then he was like, "It was actually me and your mom were the last two to like get you to 10,000. that I was like, "Okay, yeah." And then I, I was, like, going on the phone, and block them. Um.
1: <laughs> you're like, "I will sacrifice the." I will go back down to nine thousand nine hundred
0: ninety-eight.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, does it show you how many people that you've blocked, or does it just show? It doesn't show you the number, but yeah. like literally, if you go into my block list, you're yeah. scrolling no, for like, at seen least twenty that. minutes.
0: <laughs> like. Yeah, it's it's a lot of people, but it, it makes me a little happy to be like no, you don't get yeah. access to this page.
1: Absolutely, I think uh, Instagram tries to censor us uh, enough that we don't need people coming to a space that you you know you've really strived to keep safe, keep a good, um, healthy conversation around everything, sex, sexuality, and sex work. And so I think it it is important to uh, protect that sanctuary that we've created so i mean i think at the end of the day like absolutely follows are great that's how you um get outreach to more people uh also word of mouth and subscribe rate, and reviewing that's how we get to more people and i think intent nice, intent nice. uh apple podcast <laughs> um but yeah i think it i think the authenticity of our listeners and of the conversation that's happening on the page is worth way more than uh the number at the top Definitely.
0: I completely agree. Speaking of trying to get followers desperately, we are going to take the TikTok more seriously. Eventually, maybe. (laughs) But we're going to. We don't want to, but we're going to. Um, And like, you should want to because you love TikTok. You're um, a greedy little. Consumer of TikTok, you need to also put into the TikTok universe.
1: I don't want to. It's the one thing that I don't have to give my energy back to.
0: But now you do. Uh. So, so, we are going to post on TikTok. We're gonna make um make little clips of the audios of previous uh, episodes, and then we're gonna we're gonna catch up to where we are right now. And then we're gonna start each week putting out little like audio clips of the episodes of like snippets. Um, and then within that, we're also gonna throw in some, maybe, uh, videos that we make of ourselves thinking we're funny. To be determined.
1: I have a very unimpressed look on my face right yeah, now. Yeah, you do, but that's
0: okay. <laughs> you look unimpressed, but you also have a very easily bent will. So you know, I will damn. force this on you. My mother raised a people pleaser. And I love that for me. <laughs> <laughs> so. Another thing we're also going to start doing is we're going to start reviewing um, books and maybe some TV shows or movies as well, and we're probably going to try to do that every second week. It depends really, like, how busy our social lives and work lives are, more so work life because I have no social life, but this week, well, a couple weeks ago, actually, we had a message come in, and it's read as follows. I'm listening to your newest podcast. I'm from New Zealand. I'm Okay. I'm from New Zealand. I moved to Australia in December, though it's been shite, working because of restrictions and lockdowns. Thinking of running away to New Zealand for a month. Where is Riley from? I'm from Wellington. P.S. I went to an awesome comedy show here a couple of months ago, which was by a sex worker, Bella Green, and it was about her stories in the industry. You guys should see about having her on the show. She just put a book out too.
1: Um, I am not from Wellington. I am from also the North Island, but I'm from Auckland.
0: So. Which means absolutely nothing to any of us who are not from New Zealand. No, one, it's but. it's the
1: biggest city um, in New Zealand. It's like the one that a third of our population is from. So, hmm. yeah. Find me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the book she's talking about by Bella Green is Happy Endings. It um it was really good. I say this like loosely. Riley and I listened to it on our way back from the road trip, which really just meant that I listened to it while Riley caught up on her beauty sleep and I glared at her from the driver's seat. <laughs> it is not my fault that you have this need to drive back after every gig. I want my bed, okay? Exactly. And you're like, I'll stay up with you. And then literally, I pulled out onto the road and it was like, done. Like, your Honestly, head like fell. I was like.
1: I, when I get tired, I cannot help but fall asleep. And then, then I'd like, I'd like
0: say something to you and then you look at me and be like, yeah, I know, right? I'm like, you don't know. You weren't listening I, at all. I'm a yes man. <laughs> yeah, you like, mind resting, man. Uh, yeah, so Bella's book is called Happy Endings. We are going to have her on the podcast. It will be in one of our later episodes. We're just starting a date with her right now, but she's awesome. She's down for it. So we're very excited for that. But today we are going to review her book. We were able to get that on um, audio, um, Audible. It's an audio book. And I've I, I've talked about it before. I love audiobooks because I drive so much that it's nice to, in between gigs when I'm driving back and forth or doing errands, to throw in a book or a podcast. And yeah, the audiobooks are just great if you don't have time to really sit down and read
1: sometimes. Yeah, and the the Audible book, the audiobook, was narrated... By her as well. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, it kind of gives off the same energy as The Beaver Show by um, Jacqueline Francis, who narrates her own book as well on Audible. And I think that there's this nice energy when you're the one to um, voice over your own book is that it's being told exactly how you wrote it and exactly how you want people to hear it.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. The one thing I will say, because a lot of um, Canadians and Americans are not used to accents, is that Bella Green does have a very strong Australian accent. Um, so it's good practice for you to understand accents. Because it's funny, it's actually shocking to me how many people really struggle when people have an accent. Like, I watched a show with like my dad, and it's like British accents, and he was like struggling to understand what they were saying. Um, but practice makes perfect, so go listen to bell green's accent
1: yeah one thing i did notice was that she uh it's kind of a classic australian thing is to shorten a bunch of words so for example a lot and in a lot of the book she calls the brothel the broth and other kind of shortened words so it does i think if you're not used to it it does take a little bit to decipher what she's talking about but rule of thumb is she's probably just shortened a word Yeah, I mean, like deductive reasoning, you'll you'll figure it out what she's
0: saying. But yeah, the write-up about the book goes as follows. Bella Green is a Sunday afternoon sex worker, divorced dads, IT nerds, international students. She's here for the idiosyncrasies of human behavior, for soothing the lonely, but really for the cash. From an entrepreneurial kid to a young woman trying to find herself and desperate to stay out of call centers, Bella started sex work for the glamour and the taboo. Instead, she found her place in a surprisingly mundane and often entertaining industry where the hierarchy is strict, the names are fake, and the spare towels always come in handy. Taking us on a funny, candid, can't look away journey through brothels, strip clubs, peep shows, and dominatrix dungeons, Happy Endings is a hilarious and compelling memoir from a bright and bold new Australian voice. Yeah, so. We do encourage you guys to definitely check out the book, listen to it, read it, whatever you guys are going to do, but we will break it down a bit for you guys here and do a bit of a review. So the one thing I love about Audible, and I should really have stocks in them, I feel like now, is that... You can push a little bookmark as you're listening, and then you can go back and go through your bookmarks, and I'll bring you right back to wherever they're speaking. So when I listen to a book that I want to take notes on, I'll just hit all my bookmarks as I'm listening, and then I'll go back, re-listen to the bookmarks, and take notes, because I'm a fucking nerd. So starting on that note, chapter one is called Tourist, and there are some takeaways I got from it that I either related to or I thought were good commentary. So the first one, she says, In quotes, private workrooms feel disconnected from the real world. You lose all concept of time. And then she kind of goes off describing how you develop this kind of weird connection to people that you would usually never have anything in common with. And I felt like that's so true, especially when someone goes for a lot of dances or buys a lot of time. You get this like, you're in this like weird little like vortex almost of like your like secret little, I don't know. Weird room no, outside going. of everything. Yeah, I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. It's just like this, like fantasy land almost. And then you come outside, and it's like three in the afternoon. And you're like, oh yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I you just get so enthralled with the fact that you are giving all of your energy, all of your undivided time and energy to a person, and you find this in dance rooms as well. And then especially as you said, if they if they're buying an hour, two hours, you almost get a little bit. Uh, dazed when walking back out into such a heavy, hectic club environment.
0: Definitely. And also the comment of, like, you connect with people you have nothing else in common with is so true. Like, the the regulars I've met or, like, the men I've had, you know, long discussions with, if I was on the street, I would never think that, you know, we'd had anything to even talk about. So it's kind of like a like a lucky little thing we get to have. And we get to, like, be for someone else, too. Um, and I think we've talked on that before as well. She also, in chapter one, talks about how she has this client that comes in and he asks for her number, and he gets a whole spiel of, like, I want to take you on a real date. Don't you want to be with a real man? Um, and then she's like, okay, well, I'll give you my number if you come back. And then, of course, he, like, doesn't come back. And she made a comment how, like, he likely had, like, a come-down hangover where, um in the morning, he woke up and was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I spent that much money at that bar. Like, you know, all of a sudden, you are he's not looking at you through these rose-colored glasses anymore, um, which I think is something we can relate to. These guys that are like, marry me. I'll leave my wife tomorrow. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> the amount of marriage proposals we get, I would say averaging at least one a night. At least. On a slow night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't work every night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. No,
0: and then... She moved on. In, in chapter four, she made a comment saying, uh, embrace the weirdos. And I love that because, I mean, I really don't think anything's weird at this point. That's uh, I was at a gig a little while back, and the guys were like, what's the weirdest thing? I was like, I made a joke. Like, the weirdest thing when a guy just wants to, like, hug you. Like, ew. <laughs> Tell me the real, like, weird is the new normal in this industry. That's just how it is. That's how you become.
1: Your scale of, like, not weird to weird just gets so... Missed up. Yeah. Your weird metric is
0: all a, uh, all a kerfuffle. <laughs> all a skew. All a skew. <laughs> that's the word. I was like, kerfuffle. <laughs> kerfuffle. I like that word there, too.
1: Um, yeah, like, I mean... If you've ever worked at a strip club, you'll know that the locker rooms are just one of the weirdest places to be because you will be making eye contact with a girl who is baby wiping her vagina, another girl behind you is a over, making sure that the tampon string is in, and she has two long acrylic nails, so another girl is helping her, and you guys are just having a conversation while a girl in the corner is like crying on the phone to her boyfriend. Like It's just such a hectic thing, and any of those things... Is a little bit weird, but to us, it's like, Tuesday at the club.
0: (laughs) So yeah, and then she goes on to um, give a couple tips, and then she talks about a boyfriend she had. So one of her tips, she gives a tip throughout the the book, and the first one she kind of mentions is that to move as slow as possible, talk to them for five minutes before asking them for a dance, and then keep dry shampoo in your bag at all times. So I think those are very good takeaways. The one that I'm like, fuck yes to is the move slowly. I, you can tell an inexperienced dancer or an inexperienced stripper very quickly by how like rapid and jerky their movements are. I find it much more alluring. It's much more an indication of someone's experience when they can like move with like slow central purpose. I find that very attractive. So, yeah, it's just, I thought that was a really good tip. And I say it in my, in my workshops all the time. Like, if you think you're moving slow, move slower.
1: I absolutely, and I think this happens at lap, in lap dances as well, is especially if I'm doing a duo dance with a girl who is new, I will be on, like, my second, maybe third move, and she's just bouncing around this, like, private dance room. And, yeah, it's and I'm sure I was guilty of it too. I think that when you were nervous, you – speak quicker your you know your heart rate's going so you just kind of go to that tempo as well so it's a very normal thing and I think once you get comfortable that's when you can really slow down and like move your hand from your ankle to your knee for like half of a song (laughs) oh yeah
0: like how long I can drag out a full 360 turn is amazing
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm just picturing one of those like uh, music boxes yeah, that the, you have when you're kidding yeah like, the ballerina where it's like it's not moving it's just slowly rotating I'm just in like the robot
0: position I'm like slowly pivot I've begun to do that I've begun like Picking up weird habits at work. Like, you know me, I always have like a few lines I'll use and then I'll switch out every few months. And right now, when like guys are being awkward, I'll just like go into like the robot pose and then do like the thing where you like hit your hand and it like hit- dangles like a robot. I'll like do that, like, do do boop Like to show them like you're making things awkward yeah. now.
1: <laughs> like, chill. Yeah, and I think it also like takes a sting out of it because I think a lot of. Well, it helps them laugh too, Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah, hundred uh, percent.
0: Another thing she mentions in the book earlier on in the chapter five was that. Can you tell I'm a huge nerd? I'm like by chapter. Uh, chapter five titled "No Touching." She talks about her boyfriend and Josh and how she supported him. My God, that's relatable. And then how he has like an issue with her job once she gives him a lap dance, and I feel like we both can relate to this. Uh, she does a lap dance for him, and he's like, "Is this what you do for the guys at your work?" And she's like.
1: No, it's an extra special. Yeah, she's literally like,
0: no, she's like, I'm only doing this for you. Like, the guys don't get a dance like this. Mm. And I think literally every stripper, if they're ever stupid enough to give their man a lap dance, my advice, don't do it. My second advice is tame it the fuck down. (laughs)
1: 100%. I have never given my partner a lap dance. I don't think that he would be very interested in getting a lap dance. And I think that is because... He is very supportive, um, but he does like to be, um, you know, a, COVID, a safe COVID distance away from the reality of my job. Yeah. I think it would just spark this, uh, f- like, a flashback montage of all the times that you've gone to work, and he's just like, oh my God, how many men?
0: <laughs> all the men.
1: All the men. All I right. think it's like... I, from what I have heard of, a lot of the supportive boyfriends are supportive because they don't want to know any of the details.
0: Yeah. No,
1: 100%. Ignorance really is bliss sometimes.
0: Um, another thing she says, too, is, in quotes, rejection is a staple of the strip club. No matter what gets thrown at you, you're back again the next night to do it all over again. And ain't that the damn truth? Yeah. And it's so funny. Like, there's so many many times you and I will leave a gig and we're like, fuck this shit. Like, I'm so fucking done. And then someone will be like, who's available? We're like, available with Riley.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's us. We are ready to get thrown in the dirt again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Shit on us, please. (laughs) But pay us. Pay us accordingly.
1: Okay, um, I'm going to ruin your little chapter thing because I think that is a perfect segue into the uh, time she was working at a... Chapter 9, brown shower. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, so she has a guy that wants a brown shower. For those that don't know, it's like a golden shower. For those that don't know that, golden shower is pee. They shit on you. Yeah, brown shower is boop. And Yeah, <laughs> boop. <laughs> and um, I hate talking about shit. I hate talking about it. I hate talking about flaxseed Why do you talking, have to
1: do it so weird? Because I am uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> the robot. That robot um, <laughs> Yeah, so the guy wants her to poop on him, and I guess, like, her poop isn't, like, in quotes, perfect. Like, I guess, like, and I've heard this before, like, poo guys are very specific about, like, the texture, like,
1: everything. They want you to eat a certain diet sometimes before, like, yeah. and And the client gave her very little notice. Yes, he exactly. He wanted to book him tomorrow. <laughs> and I think... My favorite line of the book is that he is not enjoying it, and he cuts the scene, and he gets up to walk away, and he has, like, shit all over and his face. he storms. Face. He storms off. And then he, like, is going to go in the shower,
0: and then he, like, turns to her. Shit all in the mouth. Shit, like, in his like, mouth, on his lips. I'm
1: just really embarrassed for you.
0: <laughs> I am. I No, yeah, he's like, honestly, I'm embarrassed for you. <laughs> and then, like, walks away with, like, the shit smeared across his face. And I... Died. You were anything sleep at this point, but this is one of the times where I turned to you and I was like, oh, please wake up for this. Someone <laughs> needs to enjoy this with me. So I probably replayed it and was like, listen. <laughs>
1: Honestly, probably.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, the brown shower, uh, the, that chapter, chapter nine, was hilarious.
1: And it just like, it really puts into perspective the audacity of men that they that they do something fucky and they think it's Flip it on you. Yeah. Oh, God.
0: Men are so embarrassing. Uh, Yeah, it's it's so true. And then also in the book, at first she's talking about being a uh, peep show, and then she talks about being a stripper, and then she goes into prostitution, and one of the things that we hear all the time, and she touches on it, is that, um, in quotes, the shame of being a prostitute that ran rampant amongst strippers was still with me. And um, that's something we've talked about many times before. We call it the Um She touches it, on it in her book that that's something she felt as she was transitioning into prostitution. And then when she starts talking about her role in prostitution and being a hooker, um, she was kind of describing the job and she said, like, the job went like this. What do you want to do? Oh, uh, whatever you want to do. And then he she's like, he did not want to do whatever I wanted to do. He had a secret kink or fetish. He was too embarrassed to communicate and he wanted me to figure it out and serve it to him like it was my idea and I was forcing him on it. And I think we can like both attest to that on the stripper level, like guys are like, Oh, like, are you a boober-nass an guy? And sometimes they're like, Oh, and you know, I like whatever. And then you like Going towards the boobs or going towards the butt, and they're like, like, "Okay, well, you could have just fucking said that," like you know, like (laughs) yeah. So it's yeah, I think that's funny how, and I think that translates into like a lot of different areas of life. People like already know what they want, and then they like want you to like tease it out of them.
1: Yeah, and I think it's definitely you're talking about uh, when she's still working in the dungeon. So I, I think that's very much amplified when you have a kink and you're embarrassed of it. Or part of your kink is that you're forced to do something or that it's humiliating for you. So it's then, I I can understand how it would break down the fantasy a little bit to be like, oh, I I want you to force me to do this, but now I don't feel like you are because I'm telling you to do it. Mm -hmm. It's like kind of like topping from the bottom.
0: Yeah, and that's something that Jenny Nordback touched in on her book, um, The Scarlet Letters, uh, when she's talking about her working in the dungeon and how you constantly were doing this like, Um, this like mind gymnastics and like of trying to like figure out what your client wants without directly asking them and it's all the psychology behind it too. Bella Green also goes over a bunch of other rules that she's come across throughout the industry and a lot of them I I took away as like 100% completely agree. One of them was never let the customer know that you have no idea what you're doing and it's a, you know, the cliche fake it till you make it very, very real. (laughs) you know guys like can you twerk sure like sure again we'll find out yeah.
1: <laughs> figure it out <laughs> i don't
0: know yeah um or oh do you, do you know this girl oh yeah she's like my best friend yeah oh, we've been with, with each other all the time and then quietly what's your name again yeah sorry.
1: <laughs> bitch what's your name who, you? who the fuck are you
0: oh i've been here is this your first night <laughs> yeah, i've seen you before my life uh bestie um uh, <laughs> another one she says respect your elders being on the good side of a veteran means you have an oracle of wisdom to turn to whenever you need advice super super true um that's very much like those ingrained in the industry when i first started that you had like mad respect for girls that it longer than you um i find the new girls nowadays do not respect their veterans they think they're like hot shit and yeah it's it's interesting to see that switch so it's a nice reminder like show some respect for the girls who have, like, paved the right way for you because they have a lot of knowledge on their side and they can help you not make a bunch of mistakes that they made when they were when they were baby strippers, right? Or, or hookers or whatever, um, the area of sex work you're in.
1: And I think that goes for all uh, job areas as well. Oh, definitely, for
0: sure. Yeah. Uh, don't pick a name that is too close to another girl's name. I have come across Zanika's... Yannicka's, Juanicas. No, just <laughs> <laughs> no. But I have had Zanicas and Yannicka's. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's super fucking annoying. Also, just my own like little like comment. Don't pick a name that's super hard to understand. Like over the loud music, I used to go by this other name. I can't even remember what it was now, and it was like kind of like unique. And guys, no, no one ever said it right. And I was like, I just give up. Whatever you want to call me, sure. Like, that's my name now. Let's go with it.
1: I mean, even in a club, sometimes it's really loud, and I'll say Riley, and then repeat Violet. Violet. Oh. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah, but I'm like, sure. I'm Violet now. Let's do this. let's go. Bye-bye. Let's go. Look, once we go for a dance, I will correct you, but for now, it does not matter what my name is. It's not even real. (laughs) you like Violet, let's do it. (laughs) Another one was, you'll fuck it
0: up for everyone else if you're disobeying the rules, spoken or not spoken, such as undercutting or doing extras. This should be like go without saying, but it needs to be said, unfortunately. Like, just obey the rules. Whatever part of the industry you're in, whatever um, place you're working, um, you know, it comes down to like respecting the other girls in the industry and it it ruins the entire industry. You're going to lower your price and someone else is going to try to lower their price and then it just goes on and then you're getting free Free blowjobs, free lap dances, and it's all your fucking fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one here: never count your money in the girls' room or change room. Money is a touchy subject because we're independent contractors.
1: Yes, we and we've talked about this in the podcast as well. Is that although um, you know it, it can go either way. Either the environment is really good, girls are working together. Um, It's a good team environment. Or it can be very competitive. At the end of the day, nobody is paid to be there. If you're at a strip club um, or anything like that, then you have to pay to be there. And and, and you're all competing for the same pot of money. In saying that, not every customer with that money is going to think every girl, girl is gorgeous, but from the dancer's point of view or from the sex worker's point of view, you are competing for that money. hmm Yeah, no, it's very true.
0: She also includes a quote from Charlie Sheen, and as much as I think he's a goof, the quote is pretty mint. He goes, I don't pay them for sex, I pay them to leave. I
1: love this because there is nothing I love more than being paid to leave. <laughs> Happens all the time for you. <laughs> Honestly, like I, if someone's gonna pay me the same amount that they would for a lap dance to move on to the next guy and ask 100%. for a lap dance, please, sir. Yeah. Yummy. Yeah, love this. What a us. treat.
0: hundred <laughs> uh, percent. And then, uh so she comments, being like, you know, it's funny because they actually usually don't want you to leave, which is like the issue she has. It's like your time's up. Like, please let me go. And she made a really important comment here. She said sex work involves making people feel seen and heard and held and validated. When you like them, it's really rewarding. But when you don't like it, it's like pulling teeth. Yeah, I think that's just so true. It's so rewarding to hold space for people to, you know, make them feel seen, heard, held, validated, etc. And there's nothing worse than when someone's a goof to try to hold that space for them. It's like, ugh, it just like the... This song is, like, the longest song you've ever fucking heard. Like, that hour is the longest hour of your fucking life. Like... It is a treadmill minute. Yeah. A hundred. A hundred percent. A microwave minute or whatever they say, too. Like, yeah. A hundred percent. She also made some other really good comments, too. Uh, She made a comment saying that, you know, clients always ask about other workers and try to play us off each other. Which I find is super true. I, we hear it all the time. This girl does dances for this much, or like they'll try to find out information about other dancers. How old is she? Does she have a boyfriend? Blah blah blah. I always shut that shit down. I'm always like, you know what? Like I'm here with you. Let's let's talk about us. Or you know what? I don't really know her business. It's none of my business. Like yeah. you know, I always shut it down very clearly. Um, and because I would hope that other girls would do the same. Do they? Probably fucking not. But <laughs> it's a nice thought that everyone has
1: mutual respect for each other. And I think that's also why it's so important to not undercut people is because, first of all, the chances that you get away with a slum to none because a guy is going to come to the next girl and brag about how uh, this person did this for this much. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Back to like the undercutting idea for sure.
0: Another reason, like another time I had a little chuckle. I had a, quite a few laughs throughout the book, but... Two that stuck up me. One was the shitty mouth guy. And <laughs> the second one was this quote. She goes, 30 minutes before he was due to arrive, he messaged me citing a car accident. You'd be amazed at how many clients get in car accidents on their way to escorts. There's also a very high risk of your mother having to go to the hospital. That's something definitely to be aware of when booking an escort. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed every time I read that over when I was preparing for the notes and the first time I the I had a little a little chuckle to myself so funny. Yeah, so good. But it makes sense cuz she's a stand-up comedian. So, she is she's a funny funny gal. Funny gal. Yeah, so then she, like I said she moved into being a stand-up comedian. She did amazing. She um was at the uh, Melbourne Film Festival sold up every night she was nominated for the best comedy award um and then an interviewer asked her if she was empowered by sex work and She said no. She said that she was empowered the first time she went on stage as a sex worker and found nothing but love and acceptance. And, like, I I found that was a really nice takeaway as well. And then in last chapters here, she says something else, too, that I can very much relate to, Um, putting it into the stripping context. She made a comment saying, Before sex work, I needed someone to go home with at the end of the night to to validate me. After sex work... I couldn't really be bothered most of the time. you think because it was I had so much sex, but because now I know I was undeniably fuckable. I make a living because people want to fuck me. I'm not the hottest or the sexiest or the most beautiful girl in the room, but I have funded my entire life with my sex bill for six years.
1: Yeah, and I think that is something that a lot of women can relate to, and why the rejection is so easy to handle sometimes is because... Yeah, of course, there's going to be a handful of people that don't like you. You're not their type. They have an issue with you. They have an issue with your body. Um, They've explicitly said that they don't like X, Y, and Z about you, and then they like X, Y, and Z about another girl instead. And then you have this other huge percentage of men who are willing to pay for your time, who are willing to... um, know buy multiple multiple dancers. just pay for you to chat to them who want to take you home like and I think that it just makes it we especially when you're funding your life with it it's very it's a very powerful position to be in if you're doing it from a place of privilege and yeah so anyone trying to shame you about sex work it just rolls off my back Yeah, I had a lunch with a couple of girls that aren't
0: sex workers and one of them said like, oh yeah, like she says, you always make fun of us, or sorry, not make fun of, she was like, oh yeah, you always like tell her that we're stupid for going on dates with guys for free. And I'm like, not stupid, like to each their own, but I just know the way some of these girls look at sex workers and it's like, we're doing a lot less sexually than you guys are and the little that we are doing, we're getting paid. Yeah. You know, like a lot of money. Um So I just think you're doing it wrong. I don't think you're stupid necessarily. Um, But I was speaking to a woman's group a while back, and I said, you know, there's something really empowering when you realize that you could literally sell your tampons, your fucking nail clippings, your fucking, like, you know, like, used tissue and make money off that. Like, anything you produce as a woman, you can make money off because... um, we're so desired and that's such like an alluring concept to have and I think it's really empowering. So speaking as a stripper, and again, I don't fully, fully relate to the first part because I've never been someone for casual sex. I was always in long-term relationships, but I definitely do see a lot of people needing that confirmation from the male gaze that they're attractive and, you know, I have no problem going out looking like a full-on, like, you know ride tattied like, stained hoodie and sweatpants, like, because I know, like, the minute I go to the club, I'm going to turn heads and make thousands of dollars. Yeah. So there is something really, like, empowering and, like, comforting knowing you fund your entire life on people desiring you, not even just for your looks, but your, you know, stellar
1: personality. Yeah. Actually, just back to what you said about, um, the whole, your, we do a lot less, or sex workers do a lot less, um, for, you know, and, and charging for it is, I saw this TikTok about a, um, I believe it was Trashly Anonymous, was the uh, woman. She was a prostitute for 20 years. And one response that I really liked about um, a lot of questions or, or backlash that she's getting from um, commenters is, Well, don't you respect yourself? And then she turned around and said, Yeah, that's why I charge.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I completely agree with thrashly, as you called her. Trashly. <laughs>
1: Trashly. Anonymous Trashly or Trashly Anonymous huh. or something. Yeah. Yes, I like that.
0: So that's kind of my, my biggest like, takeaways from the book when I was going through it. What What's your overall review of the book? What were your thoughts?
1: It was a very fun, easy, relatable read, even if you don't do escorting or prostitution or anything like that. Uh, definitely worth it. I think in total it was five, six hours? Yeah, I think something like yeah, that. Yeah, and it's broken down really nicely, and yeah, I, I would definitely recommend it. It's, as I said, it's got the uh, same sort of energy uh, as Jacqueline Francis's Beaver Show. Yeah. I think one thing to note about this book, though, is that
0: there is drug use, um, so trigger warning for that, and there is uh, talk about suicide or... Uh, suicidal thoughts so that's something to be warned when before you kind of read or listen to it but if those things are triggers for you um take note of that that those are in there uh yeah it was definitely an uh, interesting read there were some really good laughs in it as well she was very authentic very um very bare I found very very, like open and very candid yeah which is is appreciated um do I didn't relate to all of it because once again like the the drug and the um the mental health issues i I didn't relate to as well, but there are some real takeaways. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, that's exactly whether you're in hooking like she was or stripping like we are um we could definitely relate to her. and yeah, we're super excited to have her on and to get into um even deeper into the book and things she shared. so look for that episode coming up. We have another book lined up to review, and we are going to try to get that author on as well, and the book is called Work, Money, and Duality by Dr. Raven Bowen, and we actually have a discount code for you guys. It is 30% off, which is awesome, and you type in POWMD21, so POWMD21 at checkout for 30% off, and shout out to uh, Steph or strip by Sia podcast. She had her on already. She got that discount code, so we thought we'd share that with you guys, and we are definitely going to try to have Dr. Raven Bowen on our episode or our podcast as well because she is a well of knowledge and she's done a lot of wonderful things in the sex work community. And then after that, we're probably going to try a book called Chemistry Between Us. That's potentially for episode 86, but we'll see how far along we get in our readings. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. We cannot make promises yet. <laughs>
1: yes, exactly.
0: Okay, so that was a very long book review. I feel like I'm back in like grade 12. But we've decided that each week, and we do this kind of already, but now we're going to have more of like an actual section for it, our kind of like our random musings for the last two weeks, things that have just kind of crossed our minds and whatnot. So my first one that I've been thinking of lately is can girls on Instagram please start posting their sponsors, (laughs) especially because they all present themselves as squares and then they start posting like our room in like this like Sorry. five thousand dollar a night f- place in Greece.
1: You mean sponsors like sugar daddies?
0: Yeah, that's just a sarcastic way yeah. of like tongue in cheek way of saying it. Um, yes, so like it's no no it's no like. Secret, the majority of the girls in Vancouver have sugar daddies and a lot of them present as very square girls and like they make their own money to buy the five Chanel bags a week. We all know you don't and we all know you ain't paying for that grease trip that's $5,000 a night and you stay in our room but you did not have a boyfriend last week. So I want to know who this sponsors and if he needs a sister wife. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to see you do that. Yes, right? Like please do that for us. Show us. It it bothers me when people are presenting as squares. Like, I would never be a hooker. I would never be an escort. I would never be a sex worker. And then they have, they're sucking off a guy for a $5,000 place.
1: You know, that's what bothers me. I mean, put a disclaimer that, you have a sugar daddy, sure, but like... That's what I want. I, I want okay. them to say, I have a sugar daddy. You don't need to
0: tag him. Okay, I was like, like bitch, please. Post that like, you're not as square as you're trying to present. Yeah. That's what bothers me. It's always those girls that are like looking down their nose, the girls who are like, I have a sugar daddy. They're, like, ew, you like sell your soul, you fucking whore. Yeah, okay. And then they're like, oh, suddenly I'm in Greece in a private jet. And it's was like, yeah, let's be honest. Your like secretarial job is not paying for that. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, the yeah, Mykonos, your Mykonos trip, like, yeah. uh, or wherever, like, it, everyone's in Italy now, too, and... Dubai. Dubai. Everyone's like in deal. Dubai. Everyone's in London, <laughs> like, and all you see is, like, uh, a, a pinky nail, yeah. a pinky nail yes. of a guy. And, honestly, the pinky nails usually look, like, pretty unmanicured, so I understand why you're not showing the fucker, but... <laughs> <laughs> even that part was gross you just showed <laughs> yeah, I gave it away but yeah just like I just think like you know how like when you have a business account on Instagram it says you, like as soon as you like link any brand you have to say that's a paid sponsorship I feel like that should happen every time a girl posts something that's way out of her like means it's like it should be prompt on Instagram be like is this a paid sugar daddy sponsorship like <laughs> good luck with that it should get flagged it's <laughs> that nice you are time. yeah but let's just be real here people just be real y'all aren't paying for that trip our, our hotel room. Mm. Anyways, I'm just jealous. <laughs> on the trip. I want not to take me. Let's be honest, that's 100% where it's come from. <laughs> it's just my jealousy of seeing all these people in Italy and Greece, and I'm sweating in Vancouver. Uh, okay. What's your, what's your musings? Uh, sorry, also, if you guys are hearing this all frickin' episode long, I keep, like, clacking
1: my nails, so. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, so... I got my lashes done the other day, and me and my lash lady always listen to podcasts while um, ah. I know while we do our little lash love session. Usually it's murder, because who doesn't love some true crime? I love men dying. I <laughs> love men dying. I fucking love it. <laughs> I would fall asleep to that, like a happy little dream any day. Uh, no, but she started playing this podcast who actually we have seen on tiktok they do little segments of them it's called two hot takes and they do um reactions or they read reddit stories and they kind of comment on them and i was going through them i think they were doing one about age gaps and i was like there has to be some sort of questions about like strippers on these okay so i have a few and I think that we are going, you're going to say something?
0: Are we doing the reactions? Are you telling, are, did
1: they do the reactions to these already? No, no, no. I just like found them on Reddit. And then we're doing the reactions. We're doing, We're yeah, stealing the we're, idea. Yeah. Love the so for us. The, they are, uh, am I the asshole questions? So people will write in being like, am I the asshole? Explain what happened. And then people mm. on Reddit decide if they're the asshole or not. Okay. Well, it's, I, it's me. I'm never the asshole. <laughs> me? Am I the drama? The, I don't think I'm the drama. <laughs> okay. Am I the asshole for waving off a stripper? Yes. <laughs> okay, you gotta let me get into it. No, yes. <laughs> Isn't a Matt? Yes. <laughs> it's my buddy's 30th birthday, and for some reason, his favorite vice in the world is going to a strip club. Fuck you for vice comment, but go on. <laughs> yeah. Already annoyed. I, I kind of like the idea of
0: being someone's vice. Yeah, I mean, vice, like, connotation is, like, it's bad for you, right? But, like, honestly, I think we're saving I the I think world. it's, like, a guilty pleasure, and I'm okay, okay with being someone's guilty pleasure.
1: Yeah, I mean... Like, your vice is reality TV. My...
0: <laughs> I want to be your, like,
1: very proud of pleasure. Right, okay. Um, so, for those who have not been, most strip clubs are something like this. Of course. Yeah, of <laughs> course.
0: Crawling on the ceilings. <laughs> on the ceilings. <laughs> Dangling your, like bats. <laughs> chasing around. <laughs> oh wondering. my god. Can we please open a dungeon and we can all hang, hang like, like bats? bats? <laughs> I love that for me. <laughs>
1: uh, you grab a seat by the stage, get a drink. No, you don't, sir. <laughs> Are you going to let me get through no, this? No, I hate him already. The fucking vice goof. <laughs> Are you going to let me get through this? okay thank you I no, just <laughs> you grab a seat by the stage get a drink and either tip the dancers on stage or get a lap dance by where you're sitting by where you're sitting or at a private room that's terribly written but i think we get the gist well he's stupid yeah um but i do like the fact that he was Keep like either tip you, you tip or you take a dance or you take a dance, mm-hmm. take a dance. Mm-hmm. um if you don't have any women around you, the strippers, being the savvy businesswomen that they are, will come over, touch you a little bit sensually on the arm or back, make about 10 seconds of small talk and ask if you want to dance from them. I have a girlfriend and I'm generally not a huge fan of these clubs, so I knew I knew going in that I was going to not get any lap dances. Problem is, they leave then leave. <laughs> but I mean if this guy is still willing to sit at the stage and tip the dancers, I'm let's continue. Oh, you're really like throwing the bone down, and be like, you know what? Yeah. Maybe, maybe you're holding out hope. Okay, go on. Work. The problem is my my friend, the birthday boy, got us a VIP area with bottle service. Oh, the problem. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Which gets you extra attention from the working woman at the, the horse. club. <laughs> the discourse. <back> <laughs> the dangling bats both because they want to be nice to the VIPs but also because it's obvious he's spending more money than the usual customer very true sir as a result i had to politely turn down several strippers who came by our table at one point i was a bit annoyed I'm
0: sorry. i want to give you a
1: dance <laughs> i want at one point i was a bit annoyed and also was mid-drink and I sort of did a go-away back of the hand wave when one of the strippers approached my seat. She left and that was that. One of the guys was the, one of the guys there went home and told our mutual friend that I was being sexist and he can't believe someone would act that way with a woman. We like this friend. I wasn't too phased, but I figured I'd bring to Reddit for judgment. So am I the asshole? Yes, you are. Really? I'm, I'm a right. fucking clown. <laughs>
0: Ugh, I'm annoyed that they're business savvy. I know. It's not business savvy. You literally come to their work and they're working. Oh, who'd have thunk it. And then don't like you can still open your fucking mouth and say, sorry, I don't I don't go for dances. I'll buy a dance for someone else. Yeah. Or tip the dances. Yeah. Or just say, like, I'm sorry, I don't actually go for dances. Thank you though. Yeah. So I don't I'm, think but I don't
1: think it's not even strip club. I don't think it's ever acceptable to shoo someone away. No, definitely not. I think that if you had, imagine if you were a server and you were like, you know how they always come up to you mid-bite. Yeah, of course. And you always planet, have. to They're do really your lurking like, and they're like, go oh go god, go. get in, get in, get in. <laughs> um, but you always do that weird little cover your mouth thing, um, and you politely say your your meal is fine, thank you. Yeah. It's fucking rude. He's an asshole.
0: That's a goof. So, I like his
1: friend. Yeah, so they voted that he was not an asshole. Of course they did, because they're not are they hookers? Are strippers? There was I'll a say. stripper. I'm trying to fucking find it because she
0: was probably like he's an asshole. Nope. And she got overpowered by all the civilians. Doing stupid things as always.
1: For fuck's sake, dude, my phone's been Ugh, Technology. My oh, struggles. The struggles of getting a VIP spot
0: with I know. champagne.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I really do think this that uh, strip club is really going to take off, though. <laughs> I know. I want. You have to say it like I that, want to give you dance. <laughs> you
1: want dance? <laughs> Our accents are really good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, okay. So here are some of the comments. Ugh. <laughs> Not the asshole. You are being respectful since you are in a relationship. Waving someone off classified as sexist. Now that's... Uh, yikes.
0: Okay, yeah, no, totally at the bar. Okay, I get that. At a regular bar. You were at a strip club where women are supposed to be selling dances. That's like going to a car lot and a salesman coming up to you to sell a car and you'd be like, ugh, go away, I have a car. It's like, well, then get the fuck out of the car lot, you goof. And if you're really that respectful of your girlfriend, you wouldn't be there. You're still watching the shows, I bet. You're still looking at the fucking titties. Yeah. Why are you that? You know,
1: you just don't want to spend your fucking money, you cheap cunt. So, not the asshole. Former stripper here. Laughing my ass off. It's not sexist. It's sexist not to waste a person's time. Thanks, guy who goes to the strip club to uh, champion feminists. I and every woman I've ever worked with prefer the guys who are upfront about not spending any money, even if they said it rudely, over the guy who wasted time trying to be polite. Are car sales people happy to hang out with people just to show um, up on the lot and not buy cars. Was it slightly rude? Yes. I wasn't there to see it. Was it sexist? That's a pretty big leap, especially for someone, and I, can, I cannot stress this enough, was saying it... Was saying it after going to a strip club. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're
0: picking the worst of two evils. Yeah. Okay, sure. I'd rather him not waste my time. But again, you never need to wave someone off. I don't give a fuck if it's a car dealership, a fucking stripper, a fucking bat. Don't wave people away. I think mean, it's fucking rude. Yeah. You're not that important. And if you're so respectful of a relationship, don't go to strip clubs. You're still staring at the woman. You just want yeah. to stare at them for free. You just don't want to pay yeah. for them. So, go to the fucking bar. You clearly do not want to spend money in the strip club, and you're taking up a seat that could be putting money in someone's pocket. Yeah.
1: No, I, I agree. Case closed. Next. Boom. <laughs> um, so, I have a couple other ones, and I think they're, they're pretty long, so I'm going to save some of them for another time. Am I the asshole yes. for suggesting couples pole dancing to my wife? That's so fun. I am... 25 male, my wife is 25 males? Yeah. It's a big big family. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 25 men. (laughs) I am male 25, my wife is female 25. I got a flyer for a dance studio in our area that had couples pole dancing offered, which I didn't think was a thing. Mm -mm. I asked my wife if she wanted to do it, half jokingly, and she got really upset. My wife used to be a stripper when she was pretty young, so that's why I thought she wouldn't mind. She asked why I would even bring up pole dancing to her considering her history, but I thought her history wouldn't make that a negative thing for her. I know she didn't like being a stripper, but I thought that was more attached to the creeps than the actual pole dancing. I told her I just meant it as a fun thing, and she said that if I knew her well enough um, that it wouldn't be a fun thing. Ouch. I asked her if she ever got injured on the pole, and she she said that me asking that proves that I don't really know what the problem was am I the asshole? I really love her and will totally get over this, but I just want to know. Your wife's a fucking asshole. Right? Dude, first off, I,
0: and like this is what I say, like whenever I'm in a relationship with anyone, like I don't make anyone read my fucking mind and I will never get mad at you for not being able to. I will tell you where my boundaries are and why they're there if you need to know the why. I would be like, clearly you should know this. You don't know this. Like, do the fucking tell him. Clearly he doesn't know it. And like, yeah, as soon as you said, like, she was, like, upset that he offered, the first thing I thought was, like, clearly there's some kind of trauma response or something triggering yeah. from her past. So, I'm sure if you took the two fucking seconds to be like, hey, you know what, like, you know, dancing isn't a good memory for me, and me going to a pole dance class would, like, bring up those you know, those memories I don't want to have. So, I'm sorry, I don't want to go. Such a fucking simple two-second conversation. You don't even need to get into really details. You can even say, I don't really want to get into details about it.
1: Yeah. I and completely I, but agree. But these
0: kids, they're, they're fucking kids. They're 25.
1: Grow the fuck up. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Asshole They were voted Asshole <gasps> Right? Just, no I know Judas <laughs> Judas, no um, You're the asshole You knew she hated being a stripper And you decided to In quotes dro- Jokingly <laughs> ask her To do it for you well, Do it for you Exactly That's what no, to do like, together You thought it would be fun
0: They were she was He wasn't saying Hey, can you go strip At my friend's party Yeah Like that I would be like Okay, that's a goof-ass thing to say
1: Exactly. These people are wild then um, you obviously didn't listen to her when she talked about hating the job but I agree like pole dancing is a, separate, assume, is a yeah. somewhat separate entity yeah, yeah. from stripping yeah, yeah. I don't think he's
0: the ass. a pole fitness class is a lot different than you stripping in a strip club
1: especially if you are putting yourself out there and being like I'm gonna together. give this a go to and I think this could be a fun thing for us to do yeah I would love that right <sighs> me and Riley will go to the class with you yeah exactly yeah we won't yell at you do it we do the things i if mike wanted to go to a pole dancing class with me i would oh my god imagine (laughs) yeah i mean to be fair i do love my job um but i think that would be so fun if he was willing to be like fuck yeah i think this would be fun for us like that's so
0: sexy i'm just literally like in relationship i am my my partner's my best friend like, I love doing everything with my partner. There is literally not an activity I can think that my partner would ask me to go do that I would be like, I can't believe you asked me to do that. When it's like, you two having fun together, like, why not? And like, I don't know, but I'm just very open to things, and whether it be like going to archery, like, I me and my partner, I was always trying to get him to go to um, uh, Toastmasters. And he was like, it was very much out of his comfort zone, because he is very, he had really bad social anxiety, so I used to like tell him, like, let's try Toastmasters, it's a like being able to speak to large groups of people confidently is such a fucking asset, especially in business. Um, and that was one thing we were like hoping to do was was go to like a Toastmasters, which is like super like weird and out of people's comfort zone. I've
1: never even heard of that. Oh yeah, my like, I used to go when I was younger. Um, okay, we'll do one more. Okay, do one way. Am I the asshole for not wanting my fiance to get a coworker as a stripper for her bachelorette party? Wait. Okay. Sorry. Uh, her, are ba- this is a uh, heterosexual couple. I have not gone to that part yet and it has not said Oh, there's yet. more. Yes. Go on. Yeah. It's just, it's not just the title. <laughs> so I should start off by saying that I completely understand that my fiance's bachelorette party has nothing to do with me. I shouldn't have any say in it and I really shouldn't know anything about what's going on. Her bachelorette party is in a week and her sister has been planning it. I heard them mentioning things before about the party and she's really excited. But yesterday, her and her sisters were talking while I was in the front room and I overheard them talking about how her sister is hiring one of my fiance's co-workers to be the stripper. I've been at a couple of events where he has, okay, so it's a, I think a heterosexual, heterosexual yeah, sounds like He it. has been, and after she's had a few drinks, she gets very flirtatious with this she's guy in sucking front his of dick. <laughs> Other people have even mentioned it, including her sister. She will start to play fight with him and stand outside with him for hours while he smokes, even though she doesn't. I brought she's this up to her. breathing in that toxic air. <laughs> um, honestly. I brought it up with her and she told me that she's, oh, i a screenshot of this, so sorry, I've just lost my space, space a little bit. I brought this up to her, and she told me that she's not flirting; she's just being friendly because he's the easiest one to well, there to talk to. It bothers. Uh, isn't me- her husband there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it bothers <laughs> me it's so much. alright. <laughs> it bothers me because there is a certain professionalism with professional strippers. They come in, they do their job, they pack up, and then they go to the next one. (laughs) They're like a rotating thing. (laughs) And you don't see them again. Never. (laughs) They fly off into the night. They fly off into the night. (laughs) (laughs) But if she gets a coworker, um, co-worker as a stripper, then she's going to have to see him every day at work. I'm going to have to see him it's at... It's almost like we literally only exist between the hours of like 9 I to 1 know. in the morning and then you'll we never... Really we vampires. don't go get
0: groceries. We, you yeah. don't, you'll
1: never see us in a library. Oh my god. We do, no longer exist. Um, I'm going to have to see him at barbecues because they have mutual work friends. I know that I have a lot of insecurities, but it would be... It would really make me uncomfortable if I had to go to a barbecue with this guy that was dancing on my wife naked and who knows and Naked. and who knows what a month ago it would really just embarrass me i brought it up to my girlfriend and i said to her why wouldn't you want a professional hunk stripper that knows what they're doing rather than some coworker?" she said that her sister wanted him and she's Isn't the pl- same sister that was like ratting to him being like they're too friendly 100 yeah you know, this bitch is yeah. two she said that her sister wanted him and she's planning the party and he's a kid, 22. My wife, <laughs> 25.
0: Okay, you are all kids, okay. Yeah.
1: I told her that I would that it would make me uncomfortable to be around him and get she's going to have to see this guy at work from now on after this. She told me it's just fun and I have nothing to wor- worry about. Am I the asshole for being upset? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> she literally,
0: you were standing beside her and she told him, he's the best man here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll go fuck myself then. Also, he's completely right in the sense that there is a level of professionalism that comes with strippers. Like, you know, and I think that's, you know, like, you get that safety net as a partner with your partner going to a stripper or hiring a stripper, knowing that the stripper is there to do their job. They're there for the money. They don't really care about your partner. And then they go home. And no, I feel you like don't give no fucks about you guys. No fucks. No fucking so, fucks. So, you know, the partner gets that sense of security in that we're not going to be hanging around after. And I think it's totally inappropriate to have a coworker, both in a personal sense and in a business sense to, um, to be your stripper at your bachelor party. If I worked a square job as well, I would also find it inappropriate for someone to ask me to be a stripper at that party. I would of course find them a friend, but that is just a level of professionalism that you don't cross in either aspects. I mean,
0: I mean I would work it because like to me, like I think in our mindset it's like it's just work and I'm very capable of compartmentalizing that. Like i for a co-worker at a straight job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I I've danced for it. a lot of people's bachelor parties that I know outside of it. Or people that I know, like, their girlfriends, and their girlfriends are, like, cool with me dancing for it, because I, they know I can compartmentalize that, so they're comfortable yes. with it. Um, my issue, if I were him, would be his wife or his girlfriend, yeah. not, not the guy. Like, it, do you know what I mean? And if I was the guy, if I was a stripper, I wouldn't care either. It's 100% because the way this girl handled it that makes it an issue. Yeah. The fact that she she's not professional with him already yeah. at her straight job. And, that, and then she's, like, blaming the sister, and the sister's going around talking shit about her to her man. Like, y'all, yeah. your sister's a shady little bitch. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nut. Um, your sister's the asshole, and both sisters are assholes. This is yeah. a little asshole family.
1: Yeah. They're so, all the sisters. Uh, I compl- I don't even think we need to get into the responses. Uh, you, Did they, they say asshole? They No, they said no, asshole, they say right? not asshole. Okay, no, they're not yeah, asshole. Okay, yeah, thank God. They got one right. Yeah. So I'm going to try and find maybe, like, one a week. That's so fun for yeah. us.
0: I love that.
1: Um, if you guys do see any on Reddit or even have some of your own, like, personally, please send, this, mm-hmm. send them to if us. If you want us to tell you you're an asshole, send us in. Or not
0: an asshole. Yeah. Probably an asshole. We'll probably tell you are an asshole. <laughs> uh, okay, my other random musings of this week, and I was, like, laughing to myself when I was driving to a gig, because, like, or I think mean, it was after a gig. You know, some gigs, you're just, like, vibing the whole night. People are like... Riley, 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 you know, you're like the life of of the party. I had one of those the other night and I was driving home and I started laughing to myself because I was just thinking, wow, like when people see me out in social situations, if they were to know that I make money on being the life of the party, they'd be like, fucking how? (laughs) Like, you know, like I'm so like to myself in social settings. I just I'm much of an observer. And then if it was like, the like camera flipped and all of a sudden I'm like Danica and like shot, 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 yeah. shot. <laughs> People would be like it's not the same bitch. <laughs> I was just like laughing at myself. I was like do yeah. as I drive home to like my tea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my tea in my happy endings book. Like a thousand percent. <laughs> oh, It's so funny. I had a little chuckle with that. Okay, my other random musing. I can't remember where I got this from. I think it was something on Instagram and it's going to ask you would you Oh, it was on TikTok. Would you rather know all of your partner's exes and be good friends with them or your partner know all of your exes and be good friends with them?
1: Um, I would rather be friends with my partner's exes just because I'm looking back on my first boyfriend and if he that is friends with I him, think. that is a goddamn red flag yeah like I was a walking red flag just being with the guy yep yeah no I I, I would rather be friends with um his exes I think what about you um I was friends with
0: my partner's ex and then she like made every attempt to like fuck us over and like pretend to be my friend and would like and then found she was texting him behind my back and shit so that's not fun yeah, is she the fun. asshole yes she's the asshole uh, is he the asshole? Also, he is the asshole. Um, no, yeah, they can be friends with my exes. I, most, most of my, uh, no, okay, if they were friends with two of my exes that same, share the same name, actually, um, one, both of them are extremely abusive to women and pathological liars and just literally terrible fucking humans. If he was friends with those, I'd be like, okay, I'm out. Which line? Like, that's terrifying that you'd ever associate with that kind of person. Um, what
1: does that say about us that we are like, wow, if our current partners were friends with our exes, rich But think white. about it. Think about it. Think about, like,
0: how much more forgiving we are of our partners and our friends. Yeah. Right? Like, for some weird reason. I also think women, like, tend to, like, be like, I can fix them. I don't ever see a friend. I'm like, I can fix her. If she's a fucking cunt, she's a fucking cunt. Go be cunty elsewhere.
1: Yeah. And to be fair, like my first boyfriend was very emotionally abusive and I completely said that as a joke. Like, obviously they're not like that when you
0: get with them. Of course not. And then once you're emotionally invested, um, it's like the concept of like, um, what's it called?
1: Like Stockholm syndrome. No. uh,
0: Yeah. It's like, uh, sunk investments or something like that. Right. You're putting money and you keep putting more money into like make up for it. Um, Yeah. No, I think I'd rather be friends with his exes.
1: Me too. Because you you can also find like, out more
0: things that way. Yeah, Keep tabs on more 100%. things. 100%. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, so let's get into our work updates. I have honestly been working way too fucking much lately, which I know is, I'm very thankful for. I'm very lucky to have constant work, making good money, 100%. But my throat is fucking killing me. No, I don't have COVID. I just, did some fucked up shit to my throat when I was younger, and my vocal cords are fucked. Um, can't sing anymore. I, my voice cracks all the time. It's been like that for years now. Um, so when I talk a lot, like if we have like three episodes to record, the next day, like my voice is fucked. I can like taste blood. It's fucked up. So I've been working so much. So I'm caught, And you don't, don't get quiet time when you're at work. Even when the music's playing, you're still engaging. You're still talking. So I've been putting these little Neo citron packets um, on my counter before I go to work. And then when I come home I make the Neo Citron and like figure it would like help my throat a little bit. It's not. I started making these like really nice like honey citrus like concoction thing. Also not super helping. So shout out. If you guys have um, sore throat remedies, please, please, please DM me. The remedy is to stop talking. <laughs> I'm probably stopping my stupid voices. That's a big thing. Yes. <laughs> what about what about you?
1: Honestly, I have been taking some time off because I have my last exam on Friday before I take a year off. So exciting! I am for me. I so, god, <laughs> I get you all I the time. I am so excited. So I have just been uh, cramming basically. Um. And, yeah, I've been working a little bit, like, a couple parties here or there. But, honestly, I haven't really had any amazing or shitty – oh. Oh, it's coming back. Like, yeah. Flash memories. No, sorry. We did work that one gig together where the guys were just, like – at one point, they were just like, okay, thanks, guys. We're done. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. And we we're like, hey, look, as I said, there's nothing I, I love more. an hour more. in, and we're like, perfect. Yeah, there's nothing
0: I love more than leaving. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Um, how is your OnlyFans going?
1: It's going. I, it's, again, it's just been an absolute pause until I can. So, so um, it's not going, it's actually. actually. Uh, is that a standstill? It's, yeah, it's at a standstill until I have my, um, my exams done? Because as I have said... I completely am in awe of people who can do both in-person and online sex work. It takes so much out of you. So much, yeah. Um so once I have a little bit more free time on my plate, I will be doing uh some content making and some video making and some request taking um and then some actual proper proper promoting. So TBA. T B A. Okay, some takeaways from past
0: gigs that have been recent. Um, like I said, I'm trying to be more fun at work. Like I used to very much, especially when I had like my long black hair, my attitude was very more like dawn, like quiet, like observer. And it, it did me well. But now that I'm like short blonde hair, I'm much more like bubbly. Oh my God, fun girl. And like yeah. I worked at then. night and the guys kept being like, oh my God, you're such a Barbie. You look like a Barbie. And I'm like, yes. My little Kendall. Yeah. Give me all your monies. But, like, I've also, like, because I'm trying to be more fun, I've been letting, like, my dork side show a lot more. So, I've, like, generally been enjoying being at work lately because at least I'm always making myself laugh. Like, me and you always make each other laugh. Um, but I've been doing it even when I'm, like, solo work. Like, when you're not at gigs with me, I'll, like, do the little robot or, like, the power and, like, all that. And just, like, being a fucking dork. And, like, it's – people are, like, you know, appreciating that. Yeah. So, that's been good. Okay, and then my other takeaway from a gig recently that made me laugh, and I figured you'd, you'd like this, too. And as soon as he said it, I was like, ooh, i got to say that. <laughs> um, I was going to dance with a guy with a girl, and he was a very fit, good-looking man. Another dancer? Or yes, a another, couple? Okay. another dancer. A dancer. a lady of the night. And, oh. <laughs> and uh, we were dancing, and she was, like, touching his arms, and she's like, oh, my God. She's like, you have such nice veins. I love when they stick out like that. He did not miss a beat, and he deadpanned, "I have high blood pressure." (laughs) No, (laughs) 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 No! we we were laughing so hard. He was like, he was serious, like it's like a concern of his life, and we're like, I was like, this guy's gonna say something about his veiny dick. Like, I have high blood pressure. High blood pressure. So like matter of factly, like, oh, that's because I have high blood pressure and I wanted to be like oh there are some pills I can recommend <laughs> I've heard of but I was like oh, oh my god, god. god. hilarious I laugh. so we laughed so hard on the way back from work we were talking <laughs> about it it was pretty funny um okay guys we have talked our ears off our book review was longer than expected because I'm a nerd and anytime you're gonna take me get me to take notes I'm gonna take them very very thoroughly Um, so we're gonna skip over the listener emails this episode, but I promise episode 84 I will bring in only it's gonna be so so many fucking emails, but I promise I will get to them all. I usually always respond anyways to the emails and that's and DMs, and then I, you know, revisit them for the listeners. So all the people have already been, you know, um responded to, but I will, you know, say all the emails next episode 84. We'll have, like, double the emails. But if you guys want to send in listener emails and questions, comments, DMs, you can DM on Instagram, but you can also email at 50 tip at com. What have we requested recently? What are you guys supposed to be sending us? So what is it supposed to be sending us if you're an asshole or not? We want to hear that. I want to get some uh, sore throat recommendations. That would be lovely we also have two more spots for guests still we haven't decided on who we want yet so keep sending out those recommendations of who you want us to reach out to um we want to make sure we're getting the people that you guys want to
1: hear on the show anything else you are doing a call out for um i think you've covered most of it uh I'm starting to get a list of perhaps strip clubs that I want to visit while I'm going through America. So if you want to write in which club you work at, which city, which state, where the high times are, that would be fun. Um, Any recommendations for me to fill my year with things? Um, Yes, Vancouver restaurants you think we should try out or Vancouver activities.
0: Um, I think we're going to go horseback riding pretty soon here, which is exciting for us. I have some restaurants I want us to go to when we when you're done all your schooling, because I know I'm on the back burner right now, um, and it's you not are. nice.
1: <laughs> it's literally like school, work, this podcast, everything else. Yeah. fucking dick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Jiggling the balls.
0: All right, on that note, um, next week we have Vegas dancer and TikTok star Roby Rye for episode 83. She's fucking awesome. We already recorded the episode, and it was so... Good. Uh, she's hilarious. Super relatable. Um, yeah, she was awesome. So you guys are really going to enjoy that episode next week. On that note, Riley, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at VanCityRiley. As always, you can find me on Instagram at 50plusatip or email me at 50 tip at gmail.com. You can fly to the DM, send out emails, questions, comments, all the call we've asked from you guys. We always love getting them. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Have a wonderful week. And happy whoring. Bye. Goodbye. 50 Plus a Tip is brought to you by Bright Future. Bright Future is a Canadian owned company that makes all natural premium quality microdosing products. Their products are designed to stimulate focus, creativity, energy, and boost your mood while decreasing stress and inflammation in the body. Check them out on Instagram at get.brightfuture and on their website, getbrightfuture.ca. Use the code TIP15 at checkout to get your discount. That's T-I-P-1-5 to get your discount. Truly Lifestyle Brand is an all-natural, cruelty-free skin and hair care company that will have you looking and feeling your absolute best. Use their code tip for 10% off your online order. Temptations Avenue Lingerie is a Canadian-owned lingerie brand with a variety of styles ranging from sexy and wild to demure and sweet. Check them out on Instagram at Temptations Avenue and use code TIP25 to get 25% off your entire order. That's T-I-P-2-5. Loveify is a Canadian brand that is focused on self-love and pleasure. They're all about empowering women and encouraging them to express their sexuality openly in a judgment-free environment. Click the link in 50 Plus A Tip Instagram and use code 50 Plus A Tip to get 10% off your order. That's 50 Plus A Tip to get 10% off.